All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Super Freak. I am actually looking forward to this little sesh. So I thought that I would do a Q&A, where to get started and what to expect episode. This is coming off of the launch of Super Freak, the podcast, the website, the experience itself. It's truly my most personal and life's work, this business. It's the company of my dreams, honestly, and it's kind of like the most epic hobby ever. And the fact that I get to help people transform their lives and change in any kind of way is truly, truly an honor. And I, um, I don't know, I just have this like deep sense of peace and deep sense of gratitude in this type of work and the work that I'm doing now and what I'm sharing with you. And so I really do hope that this is a tool for you on your journey to self-mastery. With that being said, let's get into some of the questions and then I'll expound a little bit on each one and hopefully this will start to make sense for you guys. This first requires a bit of, like first, if you're listening to the podcast, I know that you are either already in this type of field or you're very curious about it. You're like, what's this chick up to? What is really going on around here? Um, so thank you for that. Thank you so much for giving me your time. I'll say that the future is, it's such an exciting time to be alive. It feels crazy, but really it is such an exciting time. And I say that because we're moving, people are waking up. We're starting to take our power back. We are moving through a lot of heaviness. We're moving through a lot of density. I feel that. I know that. And people are seeing through the veil. They're seeing through the bullshit. And this is what it is. It's peer to peer. It's people having their own experience, sharing their experience, strength and hope with other people, you know, sharing what they've gone through and awakening together. This is why community is so important. And one of the reasons why I have the Telegram channel, why I give so much of this stuff away for free, why it's truly, why I keep things really accessible and approachable for people because, um, and that's going to be even more of a focus as I continue to grow is, you know, really moving donation-based products. So I say that because, you know, like I said, it's a very exciting time to be alive. And there is a bit of like suspension of belief of where you think of what you think reality really is, because what we've been taught and what really is are two different things. And I use quantum mechanics as a very good example, because it's truly the field of science that not only is it the newest field, but it's also the field that represents what I see the most. So you have traditional physics that was shit created in the 1600s. Like, thank you very much, Newton. That was a long time ago. Nature of reality is very different. And it's great if people have to see things to the believe them. I totally get that. However, the issue with that I have now is the science community continues to stay wildly divided because they refuse to accept certain realities just to be a constant. So the 20s and 30s were a huge, huge boom in physics. We had such great ideology and thinkers. We have Tesla, we have Einstein coming out with great ideas. We have, you know, uh, later we've got Raymond Reif, we have Everett, we have, you know, all these amazing theories that came out of that time. You know, um, scalar energy, ether energy, you know, different great, great experiments where great minds would come together. They would be Socratian in their point of view. They would stretch their imaginations and they would come up with these hypotheses and see if they could support it with math. So what we have now is we have a quantum field, we have quantum mechanics, which is closest to how I see and is closest to the work that I do. 
that is trying to be solved with Newtonian math and Newtonian perspective and ideologies. It's very different. It's not the same. You can't do that. You have to use quantum physics principles and apply them to quantum physics hypotheses. So I say that because that's, if you are a materialist, I totally understand that and stretch a little bit. Just consider that everything perhaps is in a superposition that even in the TikTok video I made that where I postulated that time and space is just a superposition and we're uh, and we are in a superposition all the time and everything is pure potential until it's created. I loved that Everett came out in the late 50s and was like, guys, you guys are complicating this way, way, way too much. You know, traditional physics people, you're complicating it. Just everything's a wave. How about that? And I'm just like, yeah, you know, when I see people who get fired up, like uh, Brian Carroll, for example, or Brian Cox, for example, Sean Carroll, Brian Cox, you know, these great physicists, these great minds, and David Bohm coming in and talking about consciousness and looping all these things together. I get really excited about that because it's so deeply resonating. And I feel like we are on the precipice of starting to blend and bring these fields of science together, which is a big part of what I want to do is bring consciousness into mainstream science and have that be a baseline. Like, yes, what if everything is just pure potential and nothing can be quote unquote mathematically, you know, proven or measured? What if it's just possibility until it's experienced? And when we start to actually adopt that level of ideology, then we really will start to have magic. We'll start to have that joie de vivre where everything just gets a little sparkle on it. So this is why I'm very excited because I really do feel like we're just emerging into that way of consciousness and that way of being. Some of you are already living there. You have no problem with accepting the fact that, you know, frequencies govern form, that frequencies, you match the resonant harmonic frequency with a virus and that virus goes away. <laughs> it's eliminated and it doesn't, ha it doesn't damage any surrounding tissue. That is Raymond Rife. That is Dr. Raymond Rife. He was a biologist, amongst other things, invented the microscope, came up with the Raymond Rife machine. You know, this is science that was back in the 30s, y'all. And we're just now, and people still will look at me like, girl, you're crazy. I get it. But it's already been done. So you have to understand that Rockefeller and these types of draconian families came in they removed all natural medicines out of the history books, out of the medical field, and they created the Cancer Society, okay? They, they literally decided what you should and shouldn't learn. If there's a reason why people who are talking about natural remedies, like frequencies and things like this, like myself and my cohorts that are on TikTok are getting wildly shadow banned, if not on account warning, like every other month. For talking about natural healing modalities. So I always say this, like I don't claim to be, a, I'm not a doctor, I don't claim to heal anybody, but there's something that happens through the, using the principles of quantum mechanics with the person that I am and what it is that I do that creates shifts in people. It just is. So with that said, like what is frequency work? What is it that you do exactly? I get this all the time. And I literally have to decide who is the person that I'm talking to <laughs> where what's their bandwidth for like you know what it, uh, openness because some people will say what do you do and I go oh, I'm a self-mastery mentor oh that's cool you're like a coach yeah sure that's what they understand other people other people will say I say oh you know I do frequency that are clear. Ooh, tell me more what is that 
they're very curious. They kind of get it. So in short, everything in the universe is made up of frequency, sound, vibration, and energy. Nothing is at rest. Nothing, it may seem at rest. Everything has a resonant harmonic, even the things that are the most solid in the world. If you look around you, if you look at your physical environment, it's already in the past. It's already be, been created and it's resonating at a very specific frequency, even though it feels very dense. This is what matter is. You change quantum tunneling, right? You change the level of the resonant frequency, the coding, the binary code of the things that are in solid matter around you, that thing changes. That is just physics. So there is only one pure source to which we are a fractal of experiencing itself in our own unique and individual expression. Our bodies are made up of the same atomic and subatomic material of the universe. We are Tesla technology. Furthermore, our brains are quantum processor, processors. This is peer reviewed. Even the CIA used this process in the gateway process, right? To use transcendental meditation, holography, um, remote viewing. It, you know, the CIA understands that because the world is quantum and this is truly a projected reality we're living in, that if you could somehow manipulate that projection, you could do these remote viewings, have access to higher level beings and get very advanced technology, which is what we have, which is why they spent decades and decades keeping all this ET information on lock. They already have anti-gravity machines. We're already in bio warfare. Like this is happening. It's very real. It's here. So, and that our reality is made up of binary code. Like I said, algorithms like the matrix, like the matrix, you, the movie, that trilogy or however many movies there were made was very much a documentary. Okay. <laughs> kind of letting us know the process of Neo. I have a, I have a whole series coming out of like how to, it's kind of like the seven steps to awakening using a, the, the analogy or a parody of, or a parable, if you will, of Neo's expression as uh, in the matrix as the character. So the freeing your mind aspect of it was about understanding, you know, freeing your mind from time, from what you perceive to actually be real. So when you start to understand you, this process, it feels like a bunch of, you know, quantum woo and pseudoscience. And, you know, that's because mainstream science doesn't want free thinkers. They want predictable Newtonian materialists. When you embody, you come into, you come into this reality with a hard drive of information because you are the latest rendition of your family lineage. You're running into your last name, blank, you know, 19.0. Therefore, you are carrying all of their records. And if you don't clean up, then those records and patterns continue to aggregate in a closed loop system into the next generation. That's essentially what a dual harmonic system is. This is the, we're moving it. That's what we're living in now, polarity. We're moving into a tri-harmonic system. It's, it's multi-harmonic, but just for, this is what the Trinity is. It's basically, um, you have yourself, you have the observer and you have this higher consciousness, but these things are very accessible. It's less polarized. So I say that, so the goal of this, of this work, so you're in a, we're in a closed loose system, freeing your mind is being able to move yourself out of this closed loose, closed loop system into an open loop, uh, an open system. There's no loop. So you don't have to incarnate all the time to get the lessons. Um, the goal of this work is to help you wake up faster, essentially reclaim who you are and free yourself perceptively from what you think this reality is versus what it actually is a big game of learning 
those of us who have been fortunate enough to clear away enough of our own BS and come online, right? We're offline. Our programs are offline. Our remembering is offline. Our binary code is veiled from itself. That's basically what an inverted matrix is. This is what we're living in right now. We're on the surface world. The dimensions are in, the universe is in. It's not about going out, which is what you were taught to do, even in spirituality, even new age spirituality. It's all about going out, out, out. No baby. It's about going in, infinitely in. That's the zero point, access to the eternal now, access to the void of creation, access to, it's like all the records. That's what I'm saying. So because I've been able to merge with my higher self, I'm online. So I have access to all this type of different types of information. It's kind of like getting different security clearances. So sometimes I'll get clearances from like D12, 12th dimension. Other times I'll get clearances from beyond that. I don't even understand it. I was like, well, I'm on a need to know basis with that information. Sometimes I'll know stuff and I have no fucking idea how I know it, but I just do. That's what it is because I, I make myself available to the consciousness and that information just comes in. I ask a question and it pops in. It's like, this is what chat GBT is, <laughs> right? Everything is a quantum processor. It goes up to a unified database you come online, you access the database, boom, there it is. And that's just how it works. Some people do not have that level of clearance. They can channel, they can do all these interesting things. They have certain levels of abilities, but they don't live from that consciousness. And that is the difference between people who are legit and not legit. And that's why people like myself get a really bad name because people will start expanding and they will go into the astral realm of the lower fourth dimension and they will get fucking taken out. They will get fucked up. And it's, it's dicey. You have to be very vigilant with who you are in yourself. And by the way, these clearances are pre-agreed upon between your soul and certain councils. So if I fuck up with the information that I have and the access that I have, if I'm not using it for the highest and greatest good, like pure source, myself, myself and my higher self were strapped in. I'm in connection and in service of a unified field of consciousness, pure source. Thank you. Very grateful. And what am I learning? What am I contributing? What am I learning? What am I contributing? I mean, those are my two questions. I can give a shit if I help millions, billions of people. I don't care. It's literally like, am I in my, am I in time? Am I in my body? What am I learning? How am I contributing? It's like that state of presence and then whatever happens from that place is whatever happens right so this is a huge game of learning like I said those who of us who have been fortunate enough to clear away our own bs and come online we see beyond the veils so our binary code is no longer veiled from itself we remember who we are we're coming from a more authentic expression therefore when people come for me I'm just like bitch you don't even know I know who I am so some days I'm not, you know, I get tired of it, but other days I'm just like, please next, keep it moving. Like I don't have, I'm so deeply, it's like I'm vortexed into myself. I can't help it. Like I can't stop any of this. I am literally being vortexed even further into myself. And so that type of perspective, that access I know is what you guys want. So the idea with this type of work, it being the fastest way to clear is you guys have a unique frequency signature that you came in with. You're separate from that because of all this indoctrination, all this epigenetic bullshit, all the conditioning, all the trauma, all the la da yada yada. So getting down into the ones and zeros, baby, the binary code and getting down to the nitty gritty of this is what this work is about. And sometimes it might take five, six, seven, ten 10 years, but it's a hell of a lot faster than 60. You know what I mean? It took me a minute. I had all the things. Holy shit. But there was just 
a tenacity that I had. I don't know. This is how I know that my purpose here, this incarnation, is multiple lifetimes in the making of coming in for self-mastery. It's what I came here to do. It's absolutely what I came here to do. It's just an innate level of being able to lead people to themselves and fuck, here it is. And let me tell you, it is delicious when you have this access to who you are. There's nothing else like it. That's why I was completely willing to do whatever it took without sacrificing myself to come to myself. Like I didn't care if I felt like I was falling into another pattern. If I had to leave friends and family, if I had to do all the things I did it, I didn't give a fuck. And I was like, it doesn't matter because nothing, nothing is real except my relationship with my higher self. Everyone will understand later, whatever is for my best benefit will come back from a higher level order. And it is, but I'm not taking the hit anybody for anybody else. Again, I'm just fucking not doing it. And I still feel that way. Like I will cut somebody off in a second. I will take my lesson. I will relearn. You're like, I'll learn, right? I'll go in love and peace, but I will not sacrifice myself. Never again. Will not leave any version of my younger self on the street. So I say that because that's essentially what this work is. Being able to help you clear away patterns that are keeping you in stagnation at blueprint level so you can change faster, evolve higher, and have more magic, more joy, more, more peace. You should be, you will be able to do this for yourself so you're not reliant on me. I wanna be able to make myself irrelevant, essentially. Um, you guys know how to do this. Everybody, this is the innate standard of a 7D vibratory harmonic of Gaia. That's what the standard is. Being able to just deprogram ourselves. Everyone's transparent. You can read each other like books. This is the standard. What we have been dumbed down to is criminal, honestly. So again, this is about embracing, believing to see things, not seeing things to believe them. It's the opposite. We're an inverted matrix. You have to look at the opposite of that, which is everything is possibility. Nothing is proven. Everything is pure potential. You're indestructible consciousness. Everything is curable, healable, pretty much healable. Everything that we've seen is a, is pretty much a lie. Yes, we're being told, we're, you're seeing that, right? We're seeing that. We're seeing how all of the shit that's coming out about COVID, all these conspiracy theories are basically always fucking true. And the people who have so many, so much blood on their hands, it's insane. So this is why this is such an exciting time to be alive. And I think maybe why I'm just so fired up about it. But the timing of it is just so stunningly perfect. I'm like all about it. So, okay. Next question. Um, okay. I've had several sessions and nothing has really changed. Why? Very, very good question. I remember when I started doing this type of work and I found the person who worked on me back in 2016, it was October of 2016. I can tell you exactly how I walked into that session. I totally did not believe anything that was going on. I was like, the person's crazy, there's no way. And I just felt something. I felt an energy in my body. I was really tingly and I couldn't sleep and I was really excited. But I got worked on the next day. I ended up getting a lottery for a free session. I was in the deepest state of depression I had probably ever been in coming off of the end of 2015, the beginning of 2016. Um, end of 2016, it was October. I walked in, I had this session. I thought this person was fucking crazy. Um, he worked on me. I had pneumonia for six months and he was like butcher. Okay. And so I was like, well, that doesn't seem very good, but I knew that something had changed and there was a, a level of surrender, which meant that there was just a deeper level of trust. Surrender means softening actually, and trusting instead of, 
um, disempowerment and giving something else to some, giving away your power to something else is actually truly empowering because you know so deeply that something is shifting and you're ready to stop fighting. That's really what it was for me. I was ready to stop fighting. So I will say that expectations are a big thing here because I'm not going to wave my magic. I can't wave my magic wand and all of a sudden make you better. What I can do is put you in the zero point as just a very basic level of, of something, wake you up, connect you with your higher self, and then highlight for you what the hell is going on, help you rearrange some programming, and then you have to do the work, baby. You gotta confirm or delete that shit. It's kind of like if I go in and delete control, and then the next day when you're at work, you are a seven-star control freak, you're reinforcing that pattern. That's kind of how that works. Okay, this is the irony of it. when. You start to become aware of the things. It's kind of like you can't unsee things. Once you see them for what they are, it's your responsibility to continue to move through those and step into contrary action, contrary action, contrary experience, contrary, contrary life, right? Contrary behavior, contrary experience, these kinds of things. So typically, if you are a fearful person, you tend to be very controlling or have been controlled. It's going to be a little bit trickier, a little bit stickier. It's gonna require a deep, deeper level of belief. I had all these, by the way. So I was, but I had a lot of anger. I was extremely angry. And I was pretty, I look back at my informer self and I was actually pretty miserable most of the time. I had tried all the things and I, I just, knew that all the characters that I was playing, all these identities I was trying on, all these different things that I was doing just wasn't it. It was so heavy and it was so awful. Like, I, just, I don't know how I'm even like sitting here having this conversation with you guys now, honestly. It's a miracle. It's a Christmas miracle. I think that's why I don't give a fuck because I was like, I've already been through hell 9,000 times. What can you say to me that I already haven't said to myself, you know? So this really is about, like I said, it's about peer-to-peer -peer experience. So if you've had several sessions with me, something has changed. It's the real. The reality is there's a a potential, a potentiality that the the patterns are flaring, and that there's victim and a lack of responsibility or accountability flaring. Those things are coming into play. Like I said, I'm not going to wave my magic wand and lift and do the heavy lifting for you. If I'm highlighting these things for you and you're reinforcing the behavior you're probably not going to see a whole lot of things quote unquote change right away. And these things happen in layers. They are very, very sticky in terms of patterning. Like, like I said, those who are usually fearful tend to be controlled or are controlling who want measurable, measurable results tend to have their measuring stick. And they're very, very critical because they're extremely critical of themselves. Folks who are heavy in lack in patterns, lack pattern control and victim abuse. So here's the irony. These patterns are sticky, okay? They're usually connected with deep trauma, wounding, and other inherited patterns that take a little longer than others. I know this firsthand because I had, like I said, I had all of them and more. Kickstarting the momentum is key. So that's, let's say, if you're not, if you're new to the work and I've really kickstarted the momentum for you, you've had a few sessions, I'm not going to do what happened to me where like I get you pneumonia for six months. My frequencies are soft. They're very nurturing. And I'm kind of, you know, like I said, I'm not going to go in there and butcher you. I'm going to go in there and lay a baseline layer so you don't have heavy amounts of detox. I've actually 
honed this skill for myself because of how much detox I had. Eventually, there will be some crunchy moments, headaches, body pain, a lot of this old shit presenting itself until you do something different. And then those who are like literally, it'll just be easier. The same situation won't present itself. Those who can let shit go faster, this is what I mean by let shit go faster, who are ready to kind of move on to the next you really have no detox. You have no detox. So a dear friend of mine, Callie, swear to God, she's in a year. Is it literally, I don't like to say this, is quantum leaped. <laughs> like it is a whole other different reality. I'm talking like she has li- literally left an old life and moved into a completely different holographic timeline. I can tell you the quantum structure of how this is, like the math behind how this works in a different podcast. But It is wild what she did. She literally looked at her life. She's like, I don't like any of this. She lit like in a matter of days, let it go. She started listening to frequency work at night. I reconnected with her back in um, this year, earlier this year, and shit is working out. And it was predicted and she's letting shit go. She's staying very focused. She's taking care of herself. People are leaving her new people and dynamic relationships and opportunities are coming in. And I'm talking, these are big girl shit opportunities, like major level board positions, life changing abundance, relationship of her dreams, like kind of crazy. And I was like, damn, you good. And so I'm looking at the mechanics of how she did that because like, hi, case study du jour, right? And I was like, oh, I know exactly how you did this. You just let shit go. You closed the door and you moved on. It was like Stella got her group back. She burned down that house. She walking away. And that's exactly what she did. And that's why like it's very little detox for her. And that's why shit works out. The sooner you let go of shit, the sooner you move on. That's the big caveat to having really facilitating tremendous amounts of change. Do not stay in these lower vibratory experiences of woe is me. I'm worried about money, all the stuff. Lean, lean really, really, really into the mundane, the gratitude. I can tell you in the higher dimensional harmonic order, just these first emanations of the first light of the big bang of Christ, of these types of things, the energy is deeply, deeply loving, full of just immense amounts of gratitude. So it's so cliche. I used to roll my eyes and I was like, okay, so when you feel that level of innate love and that innate gratitude for just very, very small mundane moments, like I'll have a friend of mine, she'll call me and she's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm looking at the different colors of like auburn and brown hair on this feral cat's ear on the left side, just hanging out. (laughs) right? Like I'm feeding all these cats here in Southern Turkey. And she's like, girl, what? And I'm like, it's so fascinating. Have you ever noticed these subtle details of things? Like I'm not, I was not this person, right? To geek out on the multiple colors of hair between with a foreign kitten's ears, right? But I'm, is an example, but like leaning really, really into these like small mundane moments. Okay. So the next thing is where it's at. And like, then that gets you out of the future and gets you out of these time distortions that a lot of people have and moving into more of the eternal present now. When you're in the eternal present now, you can manifest more quicker, easier, etc. Okay, can you talk more about the big five, the core patterning we came in with? Yes. Okay. 
it's going to be a longer podcast, you guys. But I love the big five so much. I don't like I just started to hone in on this acronym because I'm writing and doing a lot of research for this book. And um, hopefully it's going to be ready by the fall. I'm getting some help with it. So there it is. So the big five is basically a combination of everything that people come in with. I've heard them called your master patterns, but this is a nuanced version of, of master patterns. This is basically what I feel keeps every single human in, enslaved. And I know a lot about enslavement patterns. I moved through them last year. It was the craziest experience I've ever gone through in my life, and I'm deeply grateful for it. Okay, the big five are an acronym for slave, and it's how we keep ourselves in a perpetual state of con being controlled and disempowered. So I call it slave, S-L-A-V-E. And it all, all slave is under the umbrella of fear. So everything leads to that. What am I afraid to lose? What am I afraid if I have it, right? Let's break down what these are. So S, sacrifice and control. When you are running sacrifice and control or you are being sacrificed, it's because there is something that you are being controlled by. I see sacrifice and control patterns deeply with those who are running black magic, religiosity, and cult-like frequencies. So sacrifice patterns will manifest as cancers, viruses, neurological disorders, uh, being perpetually out of time, being in a cult frequency, child abuse, all kinds of crazy shit. Because the Catholic religion, not to knock it, if you're deeply Catholic, mazel, and that's working for you, but the dark side of that religion is so dark, it's crazy, and it has wreaked havoc on my family, on the paternal line. Wreaked havoc. Multiple people dying of cancer, multiple multiple deaths in the family from, from sacrifice, and it's wreaking hell on my, on my father, and yeah, Staying neutral sometimes, not my strong point with this particular pattern, but I see it so much in my sessions that shit, no wonder it's the first. Next, L, lack and scarcity. So this was a big one for me. Overcoming all of this is where you get the imposter syndrome. I'm not good enough, low self-worth, non-deserving. Um, it's never enough. It's always this way. You're constantly in a state of lack. It's just disempowerment on fleek. And to the point where you're constantly, like I would, I didn't even notice it because I grew up with this. I would constantly look at the price of things. Constantly talk about that. Everything was always about price with my family. And, you know, like my grandfather would drive all the way across town to save one cent on gas, which really was like 20 cents in total. That is you can afford to lose the 20 cents. You know what I mean? I know some people can't, but it's that kind of nuance where things constantly have to be on sale and uh, constantly looking at price, constantly in a lack mentality that will never happen to me, these kinds of things. A, addiction and abuse. Let's talk about it. So in, invariably an S or an L will be looped in with an A. So if you're running abuse addiction, you see these types, right? Alcoholism, addictions, sexual abuse, SA in, in every decade, trafficking, sex work, they're running in conjunction an L or an S. If they're sacrificed in the lineage, they're going to, they're then therefore kind of sacrificial lamb. They're therefore not going to have a whole lot of 
value of self, which is where I'm going to get into that. So they run, they're running patterned lack and they will choose a coping strategy through addiction or abuse because that's in the lineage already as a way to reinforce this patterning. How many people do you know, right? I'll say probably one in every two person, someone you know is running addiction abuse patterns, whether or not it's performance, it's perfectionism, it's success, it's perfectionism around your body. This is the highest form of self-abuse is perfectionism and it's worshiped in Western culture, Asian cultures, success, you know, different types, definitely academics. Then you get into Indian culture. If you're not a doctor, forget it. So it's rife. It's rife in the field, right? V, victim and self-value. Victim patterns are insane. This one's, it's very nuanced with lack and scarcity, but this always happens to me. Very disempowered. They tend to be in high states of denial, take life exactly for what it is. They have to be able to see it to believe it. They can't believe this always happens to them. It's always a woe is me. They're constantly looking for free shit. They don't take any accountability. They're, for lack of a better word, kind of dumb. I mean, I say that with so much love. I had this too. Like, this happened to me. It always happens to me. It's always this way. I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough to ascend. That's the self-value. Low self-worth, non-deserving. Running very, very hand-in-hand with lack, even though it's nuanced. So you can see how like an S, a V, and an A will be a nice combination of something. Or an S, an L, and and, um, an A. Or you'll have a control pattern that's maybe a little bit more prominent in the sacrifice control umbrella and that's running hand in hand with addiction abuse so it kind of starts to from this these five you guys and i'll get into e in a minute you can start to actually funnel your main shit into these five and if you know that you have a tendency or propensity to run high levels of addiction and abuse then you that's a very clear indicator for you to start working on that pattern So when I first started working on my shit, it was all about, it was L and scarcity, baby. It was all about lack. It was lack, 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 and self-value. Lack, 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 and and self-value. So I was deep in L and V. And then eventually I got to A and S. And then I had to handle E. And then I transcended, for the most part, enough of all of them for me to come online. And then I work on them now in different ways. So E is emotions and epigenetics. Okay. (sighs) Deep breath. Emotions are not helpful. <laughs> I I love you empaths. I get it. But the boundaries are insane or the lack of boundaries is kind of insane. Emotions are incredibly instructive. They're wonderful things to have. They're innately um, when they're regulated and they're innately human. But I'll say they're wonderful things to have because it's an information system. Emotions are there to accommodate the programs that are running. Okay. It's literally a um, flashlight. So emotions are little lighthouses. Like if I, for example, I'm going to give I'm going to tell you something. So every now and then I'll watch like a voice recap. I don't have any subscriptions to anything, but I'll go on YouTube every now and then when I'm not watching things on, um, you know, the subatomic quark particle relationship between matter and, you know, matter in the vacuum or anything that's physics-based because I just love it so much and I'm soaking it up right now. And I'm also looking for like little tidbits to um, use as proof 
kind of stuff. So I'm looking for, I'm doing a lot of research right now for the book. So anyway, so I say that. So if I'm watching like a recap audition of let's say a female on The Voice that's like from the UK or Australia and the father is freaking out, so excited and like crying for his daughter, I will cry, okay? I will love that moment so much because it's like deeply healing for me, right? That's very instructive for me because I look at why I'm having that level of emotion. So if I'm having that level of emotion, there's something I'm grieving. So recently I've been moving through, I talked about this on my Telegram channel by the time this episode is actually being recorded, I'm working on deprogramming a lot of these cysts that are benign. However, I can, by scanning them, I knew that they were innately related to unprocessed grief and trauma. So, um, well, actually unprocessed grief and anger from the paternal line. So they were all on my right side, specifically around my reproductive area. So if I'm having essay in every decade, not feeling safe, naturally it's going to be on my right side, which is where my masculine energy is, right? The paternal line is. And it just makes so much sense. So I'm realizing that's innately um, correlated with the fact that my father's going through dementia and it's very sad. He's a PhD, he's a patent, it's just heartbreaking and I can't do anything here to kind of quote unquote help him. For the most part, like my dad and I are very complete at spirit level. I don't need anything from him. I'm deeply loved, I know that. And But the, the fact that I didn't really have that type of dynamic here in physicality like I didn't see it in this rea- in my reality here is sad right so there's an aspect of me that actually allowed myself to be sad so but I realized that because I had that emotion it became very instructive so I was very thankful for it I got very curious about it I went into a deep meditation I got to work on these cysts a little bit more I got very grateful and then transmuted the energy moved on to the next video right epigenetics okay Epigenetics is the information that is obviously transgenerational epigenetic inheritance. This is information that is translated via algorithms from generation to generation to generation through our programming. Basically, when you die, your information gets stored, okay? When you, at conception, your body starts to download all of these records, from every life it's ever had at soul level before you embody at fractal level you agree you want to transcend this pattern this pattern this pattern this pattern you are you want to move through these types of things these are these soul agreements right this is like listen to the free will versus destiny episode where i talk about you have master master patterns you have core things you want to transcend the free will is how those things come to pass So if you chose to transcend victim and abuse and sex work became the way that you chose to transcend that, right, then it worked. That pattern fulfilled itself. There might have been another option for you to overcome victim and abuse that didn't require so much, let's say, sacrifice of self. But this is the free will choice. We don't really know. We don't know what we don't know until we know it kind of thing epigenetically when we start to download these informations it's in our dna that has been dumbed down from depending on where you originate from 48 to 24 to 12 strands now we're in a two strand template which is very low vibrating it's very dense but we have terabytes of information that is equally as old as the universe that's in our records that's why i'm like the party is inside y'all it's an inside game so 
when you have access to that, it's held like in your master frequency signature, in your own coding, in your holographic sonic fingerprint. Someone like myself has access to reading that. We can, I can look at the core, core patterns that's happening in this moment that you need to look at to take the next indicated action. So that's what's really cool about this work. And so that's essentially the SLAVE acronym in a nutshell. So uh, now you can see how the elites can control us. If they know that we become, that inside of the emotions that we carry are five core things, right? Love, lust, sex, like we get really driven by connect, you know, deep levels of connection, we're very, very easily to, easy to control. It's actually not that hard. So our goal here is to liberate ourselves from these, like I said, these closed loop systems. So it's really easy to remember. I'm very excited to bust this open. It's going to be the center of the book. Um, there's going to be a lot of stuff in this book. I'm really just like so unbelievably excited about it. There's a lot coming out. We're definitely in research mode to make sure it's methodically, it, it has a nice pace to it because I can tend to get pretty myopic and want to prove, right, all the scientists wrong. And so I have to be very very uh, pragmatic a bit with this type of content and not make it too chewy. I want, I still want it to be light and fun because flirting with infinity is the name of the, of the blog. And that came from a dear friend of mine. Thank you so much, uh, Hartmut. But yeah, so it's supposed to be light and fun. Okay. I'm going to finish this off with what is spiritual detox? Some people think spiritual detox doesn't exist. Um, I disagree. I will say eventually the detox looks very different. You can expect there will be some emotional and physical changes as you're ascending, okay? This is an ascension process. This is an awakening process. The level of density, your biofield is changing. Your body has to catch up to the change. So when you're clearing at such deep levels, detox to me is inevitable. If you feel slightly off after sessions, it's kind of like working out you're working and using muscles you haven't really used before you might be sore in places or let's say you're working on a hip issue and that hip issue is kind of like ongoing even though you've had sessions yeah that's leaving you i'm working at the non-space-time reality it's going to take a second to like ripple into density right especially if you're not taking care of your body or you know integrating at a high level or you're reinforcing patterns so Again, think of it like your spiritual Pokemon, right? There's different levels and it takes a minute to integrate the work into the body. I like how Giulio Tononi, who's a neuroscientist, talks about the integrated intelligence theory, which to him is consciousness integrated into the body, which I love so much because the neurocorrelates prove that consciousness, consciousness lives in the brain. So if you think about it, that your consciousness is indestructible and that's who you are and it's represented in a fractal of a unified consciousness right and you're becoming more aware of that your perception is changing literally you are having a perceptive experience so give yourself some grace and give yourself some time this can look like what i said before if i'm moving on if i'm working on control patterns with you and the next day you are in a control frenzy okay you are binging out of your mind on controlling every nuance around you, you are detoxing, okay? If I'm working on trust of self and you are negative, like really negative, then you are detoxing, 
Okay, you're in spiritual detox. So give yourself some grace. And the more you can work into being the observer, imagine that you're watching yourself, this fictional character, experiencing all these things that you're creating. It's experiencing detox right now. Be gentle with yourself. Sleep if you can. I've had to go through sessions. I've, you know, not been in the my, the highest vibratory bandwidth of my experience, but deep presence helps. So I've got lots of free resources, the zero point meditation. I have donation-based meditations to help you with this stuff. Listen to these podcasts. They're frequency encoded. My vibe is definitely high and it's move. It's in these, it's the, the resonance of me is in these podcasts. These podcasts will change you by listening to them. It just is, it's like listening to music. You can change your state. That's what frequency is. Um, Okay, so what did I miss? I've tried everything. What makes this work different? Okay, I'll end with this. Unlike other modalities, this is at blueprint level. So I've said this before, it's your sonic fingerprint. By deleting and or resequencing transgenerational epigenetic patterning, right? We're just patterned light <laughs> reflecting into a holographic expression of ourselves. And at subatomic or quantum level, how you create your reality begins to shift. So if you're not running patterned lack at the outer layers of yourself, right? Think about it like a big, you're bound light, bound with rubber bands. The moment you start to snap off some of those rubber bands, you more light is revealed. Remove, pattern remover, removal happens in layers. So it's not usually a one and done thing, but eventually you will know when it's time to fly on your own. Just like I ha I did, just like many people I've seen before, you know when it's time to be on your own and fly and trust yourself. You start to see how other people are working. You peek over their shoulder. You get it. You start to get it. And it becomes really, really, really fun because then you're the master of your life. You are the master of it. And that's what we're here to do. And that's my main goal is to help you become the master of how you create your reality and how you and, how, and understanding the mechanics of that. Ah, oh, okay. Maybe my favorite podcast episode ever. Maybe my favorite, honestly. So, okay. I think that's good for now. Let's re-listen to this. If you have any more questions, follow me on all the things, please, if it resonates with you. I will see you guys on another episode and or in sessions. All right, y'all. Question everything. Be good to yourself. Be kind to others. And I'll see you on another session.